and welcome to the Garden Church Podcast. We've been waiting for you. We pray this message inspires, encourages, and blesses you. Thanks for listening. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Pastor Jono. Got to put all my bits and pieces down here. Like a dad on the way to the beach with kids. It's like loaded up like a pack horse. <laughs> How is everyone this morning? Are you well? You can grab your seats. Thank you, worship team. How are the dads in the house this morning? Did you guys get uh, socks and jocks for Father's Day? I, uh, I thought I'd bring some of my presents I got from my kids. I got this uh, drawing of myself from my four-year-old girl in ply. I felt like I look a bit like a monkey, but that's all right. And then, uh, and then my son made me a mug, which has some impressionist art on it. If, um, you know, more Picasso than portrait, but that's okay. Um, I just, before I go any further, I just really wanted to take a moment while we're honouring men to honour the father of this house. If you're part of Garden Church, you stand under an umbrella of leadership and covering and anointing from our senior pastors. And this morning, I wanted to take a moment to thank our incredible senior pastor, Jono, because I don't think I've ever met a man that has sown so much of his own life, has dedicated so much of his own life, as well as being a dad and a husband, and all that kind of stuff with a big smile on his face, but he has dedicated his life, his being, to leading this house. So I think it's fitting for us to give him a massive round of applause this morning. Why don't we stand at our feet and honour him. Pastor Jono, we got you this gift. You can maybe wear that next year. We love you. We love you. <laughs> It's a Broncos jersey, which um, is a bit sour if you follow the football after last night. But God is good in the highs and the lows. Amen. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for that incredible welcome, Pastor Jono. My name's Sam, uh, if you don't know me. Um, I have an incredible wife, Taya, and a couple of beautiful kids, Shiloh and Judah. They're out of kids' church, probably running amok. But that's the way we like it. Um... And, you know, Monday to Friday and never on Saturday, I'm an electrician. Um, you know, I, won, I reckon I one Saturday a year, I reckon I give myself to work. But, um, you know, I run my own little business, me and The Apprentice. We kind of get around and try and solve some people's electrical problems. But um, that's what you do, isn't it, as a bloke, when you meet someone for the very first time. You're like, g'day, mate, my name's Sam. What do you do with yourself? You know, what do you do for a crust? Oh, yeah, mate, I'm an electrician. What about you? You know, if you ask some of the creative team, they'll be like, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, <laughs> we love our creative team. Um, but it's not our fault, right? It's not our fault that that's how we, what we do as blokes. Even at the start of time in Genesis, God created Adam and he, he created him and he put him on earth and he named him and he blessed him and then he put him to work. He was like, all right. Got Adam, this your name's Adam? You're a landscaper, zoologist, and gardener, all right? So that's your job. So, uh, you know, that's what we do as blokes. We say, that's what we do. You know, it's the first thing you ask someone. But I'm sure if you're like me over the years, 
different jobs, different places, different names. You've been, maybe if you worked on a construction site, you've been called all sorts of different names. Some colourful, some not. But I had a giggle thinking about a few nicknames that I've heard over the years for workmates. Has anyone ever worked with someone you could call a sensor light before? They only work when someone walks past. Right? <laughs> it's, it's Father's Day. Give me some dad jokes. Come on. What about, have you ever worked with someone you could call Harvey Norman? He's been three years, no interest. Come on. (laughs) What about if you had a boss? Everyone's had a boss called Noodles. Thinks every job takes two minutes. Come on. And I think, you know, probably if you've had an apprentice, maybe you call them Lantern. They're not super bright and they have to be carried. But, uh, (laughs) right, come on, somebody, let's be honest. (laughs) Um... A nickname I had as an apprentice for a little while, and, and you know, I like to think that I've grown out of it. Some people who have worked with me may disagree. But uh, I used to get called half job. Anyone ever used to get called half job as an apprentice? You know, like, mate, the job's not done. There's live wires hanging out the wall over there. What are you doing? Right? You know, like, uh, no one likes being called half job. That the, uh, the job's not done, right? The job's not finished. You've been working all day, but at the end of the day, mate, you've done half a job over here. You've done half a job over here, you've done half a job over there, but nothing's finished. What have you been doing? But, you know, God has put us on earth to do a job. God has put us on earth right now for this season to do a job. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to finish my days on earth and go to heaven and be told, Sam, you did a half job. That you didn't finish the job that God put you on earth to do. Um, This message this morning is for everyone, and I I pray that every single person here is blessed and and receives something from God's word, because at the end of the day, I'm just just talking, it's God that does his thing, but I really want to speak in particular to to you men, that this morning, the job is not done, and if, if you want to take notes, that's the title this morning, the job is not done. God has placed you, he has placed me on earth right now in your family in your workplace, to do a job. Jeremiah 29.11, crazy famous scripture, right? You've probably heard it a hundred times. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You and I today have a God-given destiny. There is not an accident that you're here this morning. It's not an accident that you you know, have a family, that you're a father, that you're a dad, that you're a husband, you have a God-given destiny. And while I was thinking and praying about this message for this week, I had this sort of picture in my head that stuck with me. And, uh, and I wanted to share it with you because I think it's really powerful. It's going to speak something natural of what God does supernaturally. And um, if you can put that photo up there for me. That's, who, know, who knows what that is? If you're from Kingy, that's the Kingy Rock Walls there. What an incredible place to live, amen. I had this picture of the rock walls there, the seaway, and maybe it's because I spend too much time fishing or wishing I was fishing. But you look at those rock walls, and I believe this morning we're going to, you know, in the, in the natural, they, you know, they're designed to allow boats and watercraft safe access in and out of the sea, right? But... I really thought this illustrates something great of God's purpose and design for us this morning. So would you come with me? I've got three points. You know, any good preacher should have three points, right? Not four, that's too many. Not two, that's not enough. Three points. (laughs) Um, 
So would you come with me? The first point this morning, a rock wall, a seaway wall is designed on purpose. They don't just turn up on Monday morning, 6.30am with some diggers and a pile of rocks and go, just slap her in boys, you know, put it around there somewhere and, you know, point it that way. You know, they, there's a team of people, there's designers and engineers and architects and all that kind of stuff that survey an area and go, how are we going to design this seaway, these walls, to provide, you know, protection to do the job that they've been placed to do? Psalm 139.16 says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment laid out before a single day had passed. Before, as God created the world, in the dawn of time when darkness was over the waters, he thought of you. He wrote every page of your life, every page of my life in his book, the the psalm says, you are predestined. You are designed for exactly where you are and exactly who you are this morning. You know, I wanted to just speak this over our dads. You are exactly who your kids need in their lives. You know, this morning, don't believe a lie. If God wanted your kids to have a different dad, then he would have give, they would have been birthed to another mum. You, you as a father, you as a mother in this place, you are exactly who your kids need. You are, are equipped and empowered this morning to be that dad that raises an incredible kid or incredible kids into all that God has for them as they go through their teen years into adulthood. You know, you are the perfect match for your wife this morning, men. You... God brought you two together. The Bible says that what God brought together, let no man separate, that you were matched together in heaven at the beginning of time. You are the perfect match for your wife. Not the bloke to the left, not the bloke to the right, nor the woman to your left or the right. You and your wife together are a perfect match. Can all the men say amen to that one? Your employer is lucky to have you on the team. You know that you have a job or maybe you have a business that God has placed you in such a place that you are a blessing. You know, that when we are, you know, especially I wanted to speak to people who, you know, are employed by someone, that your employer is blessed to have you. You're not the tail, you are the head, that they are. So your, their business will be blessed for you by having you with them. Any young people, any teenagers in the house this morning, I wanted to say that your school, where you go to school, whatever that looks like for you, that is exactly where God wants you to be, to be a, a real light and a shining uh, you know, beacon in that school. Your friendship group, your friendship group this morning, young people, needs you. Needs a young person full of the Holy Spirit who loves the Lord, that's willing to speak life, that's willing to speak Jesus into situations, even if you're not sure how that looks, but that has uh, someone that's praying for them that loves them this morning. I just want to say you are designed, every single, each and every one of us designed for an amazing God purpose. Amen? Amen. Number two, a seawall stands firm in a storm. What good would it be to have a seawall that just gets knocked over at the first sight of a 15 knot southerly, right? Like, what's the point? You might as well have not have done it. I believe that God has created us to be people who stand firm in a storm. That despite the wind, despite the waves, are standing firm on the foundation of Christ and what all the things that he has for us. There is people in our world, in our lives, that will find shelter in God as we stand firm. You know, there's uh, Ephesians 6, if we can have that up 
on the screen says this, a final word. This is Paul speaking to the Ephesians. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to what? Stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. There is a firmness that we need to grasp onto as followers of Christ this morning. We have people in our lives. I have a wife. I have kids. I have a family, you know, my extended family that I can be like a shelter for, that in times of trouble, in times of hardship, they can come and know that Sam's got my back. I believe for you this morning that you will have people in your lives that, that come to you knowing, I just know that if I go to this person, they will have my back. That there is a strength in them that comes from God. It's not our own strength that you know, we can muster up ourselves because sometimes you know, I feel strong, sometimes I don't. But the strength of Christ that's within me creates a great uh, shelter for people to find healing in, and, uh, in the harbour, right? Oh, I've just lost my notes, sorry. Let me squeeze back. Steve Jobs is working against me this morning. Um, but <laughs> So you might say this morning, though, I don't feel strong. I don't feel like I'm the kind of person that could stand like a seawall against the wind and waves. But I would say, perfect. Perfect. Listen to this, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Pastor John has already mentioned this this morning. This is God saying to the Apostle Paul, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power, Christ's power, works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may work through me. Through Christ, even our weakness becomes a great strength. Amen. I have another couple of scriptures, just a rapid fire here for you. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through God who strengthens me. Romans 8.11 says, the spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead is now alive in us or now lives in us. Christ has a great strength for you this morning, church. Each and every one of us, despite our weakness, despite our failings, despite the fact that we fall short, Christ in us is all the strength that we need. Amen. Let's be a church. This morning is a really, really crazy, difficult prayer to pray. Are you ready? This is what I want us to pray. God, I need you. Right? It's not God has a strength for us that is ready and accessible at any time. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. Amen? God wants us to be strong and empowered. So a seawall is designed on purpose. It's designed to withstand a storm. And the last thing, number three, a seawall is created by many boulders. If you're a man here today, say, I'm a boulder. <laughs> and I'm not talking about those rock hard abs, those biceps, right? Although, you know, you, if you think that, that's fine. But um, one rock in the ocean or, you know, by the side of the sea does not make a seawall. Amen. There is a life upon life effect of boulder upon boulder as a, as a rock wall is built, it speaks that we are designed to live in community. We say all the time at Garden Church, we do community. It's who we are. You're designed to live in community with Christ and with each other. In fact, your greatest strength, your strongest position ever will be when you're living in community with Christ and with other people. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 12 verse 8, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and each belong 
to each other. Amen. If you look around this room this morning, you don't have to look far to just see an incredible man of God. I look around this room and like Pastor Jonah said, I've been sort of loitering around here like a bad smell for a few, for a few years. My dad actually warned Pastor Jono way back in the day we were meeting in Kingscliff and uh, we were doing bacon and egg rolls and he was like, Jono, don't feed Sam. You'll never get rid of him. <laughs> like a stray dog. But anyway, um, <coughs> you look around this room, it's full of incredible men of God. I look around this room and I think of how thankful I am for men who were like fathers to me when I needed advice or when I was having a hard time or having a good time. You know, there's uncles around here that were, you know, just words of wisdom or people to look up to. There's brothers in this house that, that when I was having a hard time or when I was having a good time, when I got married, when I was celebrating the birth of kids that were with me along for the journey. This morning, church, I believe if you hang around Garden Church long enough, there is a community here for you that will welcome you with open arms, that wants to build upon your life, boulder upon boulder, life upon life, and join together to create the strength in you that God has. Amen. Psalm 68 verse 6 says, He puts the lonely in family. We are designed to be in a community. It's all here for you, I believe, at Garden Church. All you have to do is reach out and and grab it. Join a small group. Be a part of our men's camp that's happening in a few weeks. Serve on team, whatever it is that helps you to build a community around yourself in Garden Church because we're not designed to do life alone. We're not designed to be alone, isolated, like that single rock that you know sits by the ocean side, maybe gets covered up in sand, maybe it comes back with the wind and the waves or whatever it is, but designed to be joined together in community this morning. Amen? So that's my three things, that we're designed on purpose, that we stand firm in a storm, and that we're made of many boulders. We're designed for community. Ben, if you could come, that would be awesome. I wanted to pray this morning, not just for men, but for every single person in this house this morning. If you're in this place today, and I just felt, you know, each of those, each of those points this morning, that if you felt that you were lacking purpose... That Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. I want to speak that over you this morning, that God has great purpose for you. That no matter what season of life you are in, no matter what your past looks like, that your future is full of purpose in Jesus Christ. If you're feeling like you're in the middle of a storm, or maybe you can see a storm on the horizon... Or maybe the storm has just passed and you're feeling like you have no strength left. This morning I would say that Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things. Say, everyone say all things. all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. And lastly, I, pray, I just want to pray for people who, that want to get connected. That want to connect with each other this morning, with other people and with Christ. Psalm 68.6, he puts the lonely in family. And you might be sitting here this morning... And you may have never even connected for the first time with Christ. This might be the first time you've heard about any of this. I want to pray for you as well. Because I believe that the greatest connection you can have in your life is a connection with Jesus Christ. It's the best decision I've ever made and the best decision I ever will make. 
And so those are the three things I want to pray for this morning. And if that's you, would you be so bold as to stand in your seat? Because I want to pray for you. I want to pray that God would speak to you, that God would touch you this week. Lord God, would you just come now? Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you stand right now across this place? Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice, Lord God. Every single person that feels like they are lacking purpose in this place. Lord God, I pray for a great sense of purpose as they go out of your house this morning into their week. God, that this week the dominoes would land in place, Lord God, that they would find themselves walking in new ways, Lord God, with you, that new opportunities would open up, Lord God, that there would be answers to prayers that they've been, have been prayed for weeks and month, months, Lord God. God, I pray for every single person in this place who's weathering a storm right now. God, I pray for your strength. This morning, I pray for the strength of God that knows no bounds, that defeated sin, death in the grave this morning to come upon your people. God, that we would leave this place feeling stronger than how we came in, Lord God, empowered to walk out into our week and do anything that you have set before us to do, Lord God. And God, I pray for those this morning who are looking for connection, looking for connection between you and them, Lord God, looking for connection with people, Lord God, who are feeling lonely. God, I pray that in this house, in Garden Church, they would find connection. God, that they would find a place for all for themselves, Lord God, a perfect fit for them, God, that they would make great friends. They would find people that they can look up to this morning, Lord Jesus. God, and more than anything, that we would find people that are connecting with you, Lord Jesus. We pray this morning. God, I pray for every man in this room this morning, Lord God. I pray that you would bless them, Lord God. I pray that you would give them your strength, Lord Jesus, this morning. God, I pray that you would give them your purpose this morning, that they would just have a smile on their faith, a smile on their faith, face and a faith in their hearts for you, Lord God, that, that you would just have every great thing for them, Lord God. You would hold nothing back from them, Lord Jesus, in all the good things in their life, we pray this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. Garden is a life-giving church with a passionate commitment to help people grow in a loving relationship with Jesus, to gather in a faith-filled community, and to go and make a difference in our world. Find out more at gardenchurch.com. That's G-A-R-D-N church.com. Or on Instagram and Facebook at Garden Church. That's G-A-R-D-N church.